don't stop recording at any point. We can always edit and cut out this part. You know, I'm, I'm going to put this in the podcast. That's okay. That's a good okay. way to break the ice. Okay. Well, welcome to the Show and Tell podcast. This is our first episode. I'm Connor Clary. And I'm Caroline Koenig. We are um, <laughs> best friends. <laughs> we literally are. And it's Easter. For the first episode of the podcast, we are risen. And you didn't finish the statement. We, yeah, we are risen. I'm not no, Christian. No, that's not what you, s- we grew up in the same church. Oh my God, you're so right. Let me try again. We are <laughs> okay. risen. It's a call and response. And then you I say. Don't, I'm, he is Rose. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just change the tense? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Okay, it's he is risen, he is risen indeed, but I was saying we are risen because it's the first episode. I've never heard of that. I think it's a great joke. I think all the Christians listening right now will be literally... Keep in mind, I stopped going to the church second grade and you were a church choir boy until you were 18. I really was. I went to church every single year. I think this is the first year that I haven't been to church on Easter. I'm having some Christian guilt about it, but that's okay because we're going to church right now on this podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Of course. Well, speaking of church, um, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, my goodness. That was a horrible (laughs) transition. I am drinking probably the worst wine that I've ever tasted i would rather be drinking francia it's the winking owl aldi's california moscato and it tastes like a melted down jolly rancher like green apple jolly rancher it's disgustingly sweet i'm gonna say it doesn't sound that bad i am drinking an incline cider company cider that is passion guava flavored and it is very acidic but it's very good we're both having an apple moment Sorry. Well, we should introduce ourselves. I'm two the one that people might know. Two truths and a lie. I'd rather self harm. Bleep out self harm. Yeah. <laughs> What's our our limit? I guess we'll no, find out. Do we need yeah, a trigger warning? So. This is terrible. Mm, no. Well, we've been <laughs> friends since we were four. Correct. Three. You're the three. Mm-hmm. I have pictures dating back to us being three. Oh, so we have our archaeological evidence mm-hmm. of being friends since we were three. We met in preschool. You initiated it. Yeah, we met on the first day. You were playing with blocks and I went up to you and I asked where he lived. That's so incorrect. <laughs> what I do? We were at a, I was playing in the sand at a sand oh my table. God. Get your facts right. Maybe you're the bad friend. It's not a competition for that one. <laughs> if it were, I think I think we're neck and neck. Because we're but yeah, I was good. looking lonely and sad, and you approached me and changed my entire life. Honestly, yeah, I changed the course. Changed the course of our of many lives. Many lives. There was a lot of lives involved here. Yeah, just a few. Well. I think you should share your exciting news with the people. Oh, I got vaccinated yesterday. You got microchipped? I got my chip. I've been hearing a subtle beep 
since about 10 30 a.m yesterday but that's okay oh my god what's the cadence of yours mine's like a soft like sorry mine's a click apparently <laughs> yours is <ago>. gay <laughs> yours is a tongue pop <laughs> they gave me the gay one yeah um Mine. mine's a tongue pop i have the voice of what is that queen like ganja Stranja, but she's not the yeah. one that started it anyways the yeah mine is the like marimba like iphone ringtone oh you gotta (laughs) you know okay Mm -hmm. so it was very dystopian because it was very well oiled going through all of the vaccine situations like i gave them my name waited a line and then there's tables lined up there's like 10 in a row and there's two people to a table Mm-hmm. And they started playing this like intercom system. That was like, oh, intercoms you... are very dystopian always. It feels yeah, like God like... is speaking directly to me. Right. It was like you are about to take the Pfizer Biotech vaccine. The side effects include nausea, like blah blah blah. They Kept didn't going. The microchip. No, no mention on the microchip. Wow. And then it was like ten minutes of intercom while like nurses were like checking our paperwork. And then, like, toward the end, they set down a vaccine on the table next to us, which was very exciting. Mm-hmm. And, like, the intercom kept going, and then the intercom went, okay, ready, set, vaccinate. And oh, that no. felt really high stakes. I think I'd have a panic attack. I know, I was, like, <laughs> talking with this, like, woman and guy behind me, and I was like, okay, guys, like, shoot up, let's go. Like, you, we're all trained for this. Like, we got shoot this. Up. Did they put it in your <laughs> directly into your vein? <laughs> no, it, was like, it felt like I needed to grab the vaccine and just like <laughs> EpiPen it. That would be incredible if they all just like give it to us and we all did it at the same time, EpiPen style, just jab it into our thigh. Ready set vaccinate feels like it should be like that. But no. Oh, oh a nice lady went up to me and gave me a little prick in my arm. And then I was microchipped. And now I feel a lot better about being in this world so you don't have any side effects i was a little tired yesterday so i did like a a preemptive nap called i just (laughs) napped for all day yesterday a preemptive nap (laughs) yeah i'm gonna start saying that every time i go to sleep it's just a preemptive (laughs) nap yeah going to bed at 1 p.m going to bed from like 1 to 7 is a preemptive nap yeah yeah now i feel fine so I know you got your vaccine. So did you have, have any side effects from your first one? No, not the first one. It just made my arm hurt. The second one, like a little more. I've been getting like off and on sick. It's been over a month since I've gotten it. But every time I have like a stomach ache, I'm like, oh my God, it's the vaccine. Is it not? It's not. It never was. It's, it could be. I just... I just have poor health, and I'm looking for an external thing to blame it on, but... You're just one of those, like, what is it? Like, white girls with stomach issues. And then it's, like, there's that, like, you know the thing where they do, like, the greater than sign about, like, seven times? I'm familiar. It's, like, white girl with stomach issues. Like, nothing's great. I've seen that with white girls getting bruised. I'm that girl. You are. That you know girl, how sure much are. I get bruised. I'm a little banana, and yeah. well, that's okay. Well, I've realized we've missed a crucial component. 
of our of. relationship right now, which okay. is that I live in the center of Missouri. Yeah. And where do you and live? I live in Oregon. Yeah. I go to Oregon State. <laughs> so we're recording remotely. So I guess this podcast yeah. is our weekly happy hour. Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. I like that. You're so excited about it. Okay. Maybe we well, should we talk named a decent it. amount, but like I didn't think of it as a happy hour. Well, we like have our drinks out. We have our little topics to discuss. It's literally yeah. happy hour. A, a yeah. Zoom happy hour. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> so kind of how we plan on this going is like a little update portion. And then we each have gone on a deep dive into some weird, whatever we're interested in this week, whatever our ADD moves us to. And then we're going to inform each other on it. And we it's, we do not keep secrets. And it's been difficult to not tell Connor about this new passion. I told Caroline about mine because I couldn't hold it in. I was too excited, too thrilled to share <laughs> in her little show and tell segment. Um, so I already told her, but that's mine's, for later. So you got your vac- you got your vaccine yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did yesterday was... I don't remember, but I remember what I was doing at 3 a.m., I guess, today. I had <laughs> decided to take a shower, right, because I went to the park earlier that day, and I got a bunch of, like, bugs on me, and then I didn't shower until, like, 3 a.m., and when I was doing that, I was shaving um, downstairs, and then I decided to shave my ass, my monthly mm-hmm. ass shaving, and... <laughs> Keep in mind, 3 a.m., it's witching hour, and I was very aware of that, kind of spooked. And then I accidentally, like, sliced my skin open a bit. I felt like I was delivering some kind of, like, blood sacrifice. Oh, no. And I was it... not feeling well about it. Are you still bloodletting? <laughs> no, it's it's closed up. I don't know if I actually bled, but it definitely felt like I should have been. I'm so sorry. I also oh my god, my cat at the door. Your cat made his first cameo. <laughs> He's staring at me with his mouth open right now. Our first cat cameo. Mm-hmm. His name's RuPaul. We love him a lot. We don't like that RuPaul fracks, but... He sure does. <laughs> but I remind, I remind my cat every day. <laughs> no fracking That's allowed. activism. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> This is why I call him I Rupert. Do my part. I think Rupert's a cuter name anyways. I like just yelling. Like if I can't find him, I just go, Paul. And he comes running like almost Paul, every time. That's too human. I guess Rupert's very human too, but it's human in like a cute old way. Paul is fun because I can just be like, oh, like my roommates are like this, this, this. And I got Paul. Yeah. I just remembered I also got vaccinated yesterday. With From the tetanus what? shot. That was oh, all I really? sh- That's not worth sharing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Does your arm Nothing hurt? happens. No. I- <laughs> Does not tetanus make your arm hurt a lot? It's supposed to, but I was like aggressively exercising to stop it <laughs> from hurting. Because the guy told me 
he was very, very dramatic about the instructions of how to deal with the aftermath of a tetanus shot. <laughs> he told me he put the band-aid on it and he was like, now I need you to exercise immediately when you get out of here. Otherwise, it's going to hurt really badly and you cannot take this band-aid off until you're going to bed. And I sure did that. There was absolutely no blood on that band-aid. It was entirely too much. He did not know that. He, he was spooked for you. He also went through my entire vaccination record mm -hmm. and made me tell him when I got them, which most of them, I was like one or two years old. I couldn't you know, tell that's them. When you get vaccinated and he was like looking at it and he's like, I need you to confirm that you were vaccinated on November of 2001. And I'm like, I fucking guess. <laughs> like, I simply can't. I have no clue. Okay. <laughs> if it says it there, I'm sure it's true. Sir, I was one. <laughs> yeah. His scrubs were also very tight. And I could see a lot. It was very uncomfortable. I was going to say, like, was that a, a good tight? Or no. <laughs> a bad tight? Yeah, it was, it was a little... A little... Not to to shame his scrubs, but... I didn't, <laughs> didn't really like them. <laughs> That's fair. I would have chosen not to see that. It's okay. I, I can handle it. I'll be okay. I'm proud of you. You're facing adversity every day. Truly. Well, should we get into our show and tell segment? Hell yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I think you're going first, right? I'm first? Okay. It's a lot of pressure here. I get to lean back, drink my drink, and react. I'm excited about well, yours, though. I just finished my entire glass of wine, and while I'm pouring, I'll explain. My topic for the week <laughs> is the movie My Octopus Teacher, which okay. was incredibly strange <laughs> um, and then very uncomfortable at points. Honestly, very similar vibes to The Man Who Vaccinated Me. I think he may have been the octopus man, Craig. He would have been the octopus the man, teacher. The man and my octopus teacher. His name is Craig. Not my vaccination. First yet. I don't flag. Know. Don't know what his name is. Craig. What's wrong with the name Craig? I've known some very nice Craigs. I'm not Can I tell you about the Craig guy? No. No, well, it's a good one. <laughs> Fine. So, so there, we had a neighborhood Craig in my... Um, neighborhood, neighborhood Craig. Craig. You're making him sound like a stray cat. <laughs> he, was. <laughs> he was a single okay. man who lived at the bottom of the hill. Didn't really talk to anyone. Except on Halloween. What did he give out? Not candy. He'd fill his entire driveway with, with computer porn. parts. Oh, Not porn. Computer parts and like ramen. <laughs> And what? we could just rummage, and I got, like, some motherboards, and I got, like, a broken keyboard. Where are they now? And, like, I mean, I threw them away, but, like, I had them for many years, but, like... And they didn't I Marie con Well, they they eventually got Marie Kondo'd out. <laughs> oh, they didn't spark joy? <laughs> no, no longer. Because Craig was... He'd only come out on Halloween and then give children <laughs> broken computer parts. What? Yeah. That's all he did? 
Yeah. And you all took them. Yeah. So you were his trash service. You were just a removing little bit. his trash. I was eight, keep in mind, but yes. <laughs> but the adults in this situation were just Didn't totally question okay. It. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I, I think Craig's a red flag. That's yeah. understandable. That is terrifying. I don't he know why he was having you pick up your broken computer parts, but this Craig <laughs> is the star of this movie, my octopus teacher. And essentially this movie is his love affair, friendship okay. with this octopus. Let's rewind. Okay. So the year was man, 1975. <laughs> yeah. I think the year was like 2018 or something. I'm not sure, but <laughs> It was very recent. This man went on like a trip to a desert. I don't really know what he was doing there. It was kind of unclear. And then he came back, had some kind of midlife crisis, and then started diving daily. Okay. Um, and eventually he meets this octopus and forms this friendship with it. Is it a lady octopus? It is a lady octopus. And throughout the film, he refers to her as she, which feels appropriate, but also uncomfortable because I would refer to it as an it because it's an octopus. But um, I guess he kind of viewed it as his his pet or his friend or lover something i don't know what scheme he placed this octopus in teacher mentor i got <laughs> the name of it's very strange because throughout um it definitely does not feel like a mentorship it feels more like a an thing, affair a, a deeper emotional connection with this it's octopus fair. immediately the first thing that freaks me out is that he is diving in the atlantic ocean Without a wetsuit or an oxygen tank, he's just free diving, which means every like 15 minutes or so, he has to come up for air. 15 minutes? I didn't know you could last that long underwater. I've I've heard rumor, but I'd never seen it. And this this brought me up close and personal to the freakish nature of free diving. I don't understand (laughs) why anyone would ever want to do that. And he describes the reason he wants to do it as he wants to, I wrote this down, feel, quote, more like an amphibian, which led me to feel like he is alluding to the fact that he's like other kin. But you don't feel like an amphibian because amphibians can, I might sound stupid. They have, they can both breathe air and underwater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't they have to come up for air, though? Oh, no. Their larvae are water-dwelling. But then once they, like, break out, they're, they're air breathers. I What? Yeah. So he's Did you like ever an learn adult... about the life cycle of a frog? I raised yeah, okay. frogs. <laughs> Amphibians come up for air. Okay. Um, He definitely does not look like an amphibian. Um, nor does he Looks feel like, like one. Craig. Definitely says that, and he really commits to it. He did this for, like, a year on all levels, except physical. He is an octopus. I but anyways, it. he finds this octopus. It's, like, hiding in hiding in shells, and he, like, really wants her, but she's, like, playing hard to get with him 
kind of like a cat, like won't let him anywhere near her. Interesting. But he's not taking it. He starts diving every day to visit this octopus. Um, and immediately we're introduced to the enemy of this story, which is pajama sharks. Oh, God. So pajama sharks are, I guess, predators to octopi. Okay. And they're like an ever-present threat in this story. Um, at several points, Craig contemplates getting rid of these sharks, but does not because of. Is his, that like, a PC way of saying killing the shark? No, he just ignores them. And at one point, like okay. a shark bites off the octopus's leg, <laughs> and he just no. like watches it happen. Yeah, but he was like, I can't interfere with nature. I don't know. He Seems was like Craig's already to... interfering, interfering with nature. He was having skin-to-skin contact with this octopus, so he was definitely doing something in nature. But eventually, this octopus, yeah, warms up, and it touches his hand, and it felt very sensual. Like, the music became very, like... It felt like I was watching, like, a porn intro. Okay. There was, like, some foreplay, which is so... (laughs) I I was trying very hard throughout this entire movie not to view it sexually, because I was like, this is an octopus and a human. He didn't fuck the octopus, at least I assume. I don't know what happened off camera, but... The editing and the music was just so sensual and romantic. (laughs) It was a very confusing feeling. And then here I wrote down, these things are crazy, they change color. I discovered a lot of fun facts... About You're so right. I knew I about. I've could... seen them do that. I thought they were just purple. They also have. I think he said two thousand suckers. That's terrifying. It's a lot of suckers. Yeah. And each one of them has individual feeling. I can't can like I can't keep track of like I got f- ten equivalent ten. of suckers on the end of my finger. Like I got ten fingertips. And I can't keep track. Yeah, so he described it as being like 2,000 fingers, which sounds like a horrible experience. But yeah, this octopus, it's sort of like following him around. It's a very terrifying image because it's just this like alien creature just like crawling around the ocean floor. They're able mm-hmm. to walk on two legs like a human. I did not like that imagery. <laughs> I don't at like all. that at all. Yeah, no, it felt very dystopian, but this thing is more ancient than we are. <laughs> doesn't make it better and then around day 100 he discovers that octopi are nocturnal so he decides to dive at it night. took a hundred days well i think he was aware but he didn't seem to know a lot about octopi but he started doing okay. like research and this well is that's how it he it. thought like the the that the lady octopus was his teacher apparently well clearly she wasn't educating him properly because he had to go to google scholar to discover that octopi are nocturnal okay so he dives at night and then the pajama sharks are like out and this is when she gets eaten by the shark he just stands by watches it happen and then while and then she takes like a hundred days to heal her arm is back he still visits her like every single day and is trying to feed her. What do octopus octopi eat? 
It was some kind of like clam, like mollusk. No, wait, octopi are mollusks, aren't they? I, I, stopped. I don't know why I'm asking you. you. Um, I'm not the leader on this. He was feeding it some kind of like clam or oyster or something like that. Okay. But yeah, she's very sick. And then he like starts taking his son out to see the octopus. And it felt very much like... So his wife is not present at all in this story. Is he divorced? That's what I thought throughout this entire thing because it felt very much like a divorced parent taking his son out to see like the new stepmom. There are like very there's like very specific things that are divorced dad energy. That's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely Be- felt like befriending an octopus. Taking yeah. up free diving <laughs> in the Atlantic. <laughs> Well, he lives in South Africa, so that's what's available. You did not explain. I thought he was in, like, South Carolina. <laughs> is that the... I guess that would be the Atlantic. That is no, it's South Africa. I thought he was in, like, Florida. <laughs> no. Okay. It's South Africa, and the water's, like, very cold down there, I guess. That's yeah. a whole other thing. He's like, the cold water makes me feel alive he literally describes it as like releasing happy chemicals in his brain but yeah because you're actively dying he takes his son to see this octopus and then at about 250 days i wrote good god this is still happening and then he said quote that was the last time we had physical contact creepy which brings us yeah which brings us to the kind of end of the story okay so he goes down into the ocean and she's mating with another octopus oh my god yeah and there was definitely a hint of jealousy in his eyes and in his tone of voice i mean after Um, day 250 of free diving for an octopus i'd also feel a little jealous yeah and then she just leaves him for this this boy octopus it's kind of tragic, but the end of an octo- a female octopus's lifespan, I guess, is producing eggs takes so much out of them that they die. That's really sad. So she died. Maybe I should have put a spoiler on this. Nature has its course. <laughs> spoiler alert, the octopus teacher on Netflix. And then it tries very hard to make it emotional, and I'm just like, I'm not feeling anything. This is an octopus. <laughs> Spare. It's an octopus you took 250 days to get to know, though. Yeah, I'm just very curious about the nature of this relationship with the octopus. I'm not sure if I was supposed to read it as, like, a friendship, a mentorship. It felt romantic, for sure. For context, his wife wife actually helped produce this movie, which I cannot understand why she wasn't included. Maybe she didn't want to be. But she's an That's what I was wondering. She's an environmental journalist, so she is already a public figure, so she's not trying to keep private. She just didn't want to be involved. I don't know, but she was aware of this relationship, friendship, so I guess. if you were the wife, mm-hmm. would you be jealous? I think so. I think I'd, 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 I would. I would be a little jealous, for sure, because... 
he's spending so much time with this this other woman. <laughs> That's <laughs> this like octopus. A, it's an easy gaslighting situation of you being like, <laughs> "What the fuck? What? Why are you why are you with this octopus all the time?" And he's like, "It's a it's not a relationship. It's an octopus." And then he like. In the editing, he puts, like, sexy music under the octopus <laughs> scenes. And you're like, I knew it. I don't know if it was sexy, the music. It was You intimate. described it as porn music. If, well, I said porn intro. Because it felt like that kind of intimate foreplay sound. It wasn't, <laughs> like, womp, 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 It was very... Mm just sensual and romantic the music and okay. it would show his like eyes and he'd be getting like teary talking about it um and it, it, he looked like he was in love which i guess if you're visiting this octopus every single day you might be i have some empathy for him not a lot but i have a, a good deal of empathy i it felt like a I felt like I was just watching a middle-aged man just simply break down and try to fill a void in his life with this octopus, but maybe that's too harsh. Craig, if you're listening, I do think this is a beautiful relationship between you and this this octopus. I wish he named it. What would yeah, you name an octopus? The, I mean, the first thing that came to my, ma- my mind was Octavia, but no, that's, that's stupid. Tiny. There's that octopus th- named Oswald. Oswald? He's like Who's a children's. That? He's like a children's, um, like show maybe. I'm showing him Oswald. I've no. never seen Oswald in my life. Is he not cute though? He is kind of. He looks like a sticker. <laughs> but anyways, I, I <laughs> felt does. I would name. I I felt like Betty. She felt like a Betty to me. That's fair. I get Betty. Maybe She's her old. legal name is Beatrice. But she wasn't old from the start. He said that he was present for 90% of this octopus's life. So he found a young octopus to to teach yeah. him? Yeah. Okay. I think the name just throws me for a loop. My octopus teacher. I didn't feel like he was being taught. Well, I guess... Did he, he come back like, with lessons? He said that he did. He said Did he, he felt, describe them? <laughs> well, they were very confusing. He said that he felt like he learned about like nature and the nature of like being in life through this octopus and like but it just felt very dis- distressing for him because this octopus was constantly getting like attacked by sharks. <laughs> yeah. um, and he was like placing all of his happiness on this octopus. He literally said it was an obsession. It it felt like more of a psychological thriller than a nature documentary. Yeah, that's fair. That's was the second watch of it better than the first? Yeah, well the first watch of it I was like cooking dinner and I wasn't really paying attention, so I just kept turning around and seeing this man like hugging an <laughs> octopus and I was just very confused. So it demanded a second watch for me. I uh, can't that's say fair. I would view it again, but I think it's worth a first view to okay. experience this beautifully unfolding relationship between man and octopus is it so my roommates almost every night we do a little wheel and we each choose a movie we spin the wheel and then whatever we land on we watch is it worthy of the wheel 
No, I think you should watch it in private. It's definitely okay. a private moment between you and this film. <laughs> okay. And if I was watching it in public, I think I might have to turn it off. That's, it, yeah. It's a closed door kind of movie. Definitely. I don't think I would want to be caught viewing this movie. Good to know. Although I guess I am publicly advertising it. Well, let's hear about your topic. What is your show okay. and tell? So in my notes, I've named it Floatin' Feet. <laughs> Floating feet. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Let me try to guess what this is going to be. Ducks. Not ducks. Not it's ducks. not an animal. Drowning children. Maybe. So I can't my... take a maybe. I need to know if there's going to be child I'm, death involved. I'm telling you. Okay. okay. So first, we'll find out. I would talk to. I thought this was like a really well known thing. And I was talking about it with my roommates earlier this week, and they had no idea what it was. So that's how I chose this topic. And now okay. I'm sending you two images, and I want you to tell me what they are. The first one is a human foot, like bones, yeah, and a Skechers shoe. The New second Balance, one's just but... okay. Well, same difference. <laughs> the second one's just a shoe with bone no in look it. inside the shoe. There's bone inside. That's a tarsal. So a this what? is what a tar- a tarsal. It's a foot bone. Why did you Google feet found on shore? Because that's what I'm telling you about. So okay. Starting in as early as 1887, feet, just just feet, have been washing up on the shores of British Columbia and uh, Washington State. Feet? Feet! You don't Human know about feet. this? Human feet. No, I've feet. never heard of the feet washing up on the shore of the Pacific Northwest. What? Well, 21 detached feet washed up on the shore of the Pacific Northwest from 2007 to 2019. Okay. So people just kept finding feet with shoes on them. Do we know whose feet they are? Some of them. Some of them? Yeah, we haven't figured out a few of them. Okay. So, um, yeah, the earliest, it dates back to is 1887, and the next one was in 1914. And there's a few others I didn't really care about. But between 2007 and 2019, 21 fully shoed feet were found on these coasts. First question we want to ask, where are these feet from? Is it a serial killer? That doesn't feel plausible. Yeah, what I wrote so was probably not. So he's <laughs> killing people on the ocean and discarding of their feet? And no, he wants evidence, the rest? No, evidence points to it not actually being a serial killer. Well, clearly. Talking, right? Yeah, I know. So I found a National Geographic article about this called, I want to give credit where credit is due. It's called How Science Solved the Mystery of the Feet Washing Ashore in the Pacific Northwest. That's very straight <laughs> to the point. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so like a bunch of scientists like needed to figure this out. So they've employed a bunch of different situations to figure out how feet fully shooed keep washing up on the shore and like not paired with anything else um so the first thing they did was try to figure out how like if dead bodies float or not and like how that would happen how they did that is they got like 97 people in the navy to keep their lungs filled with air and see if they float obviously they do and then expel their lungs all the way and to see if they float and just like Hope they don't die. And, and they did this in the Atlantic. 
Hold up. They did what? So they got, they employed 97 Navy men. Okay. And they got, they were like, we need to see if like human bodies float when yeah. they die. So they like had a few of them keep their, like fill their lungs with air and see if they float. Obviously they do. Cause that's how yeah. you stay afloat. And then they had the other group breathe out as much as they can and see if they sink. This was, I could have told them that. This article was posted March 15th of 2021, so it's very recent. We have to have known that dead bodies float. Apparently not. No, no, they don't float. They don't? Well, okay, they're, they are at, like, almost exact buoyancy when they oh. have no air in them. But the weight... Oh, yeah, they made the Navy guys get naked, too. <laughs> but, so like, they're just skinny the weight dipping. of, like, heavy clothes, they'll sink. So then the next... So, like... We found out, like, dead bodies with clothes on them sink. Got it. Then the next issue was, like, how is it just feet that are coming ashore? For sure. How they figured that out was they put pigs underwater to see how, like, dead things would decompose in the ocean. Mm -hmm. So they did that, and a little anatomy lesson. Uh, The things keeping your feet to your ankles are a lot of, like, soft tissues. Like, it's ligaments and things. It's not necessarily, like fused bone Mm -hmm. um so like crustaceans and things eat that and then like feet come ashore so we figured that out like feet get detached why do just the feet float because they're wearing sneakers it's all about the shoes it's because sneaker design is with like foam and like little pockets of air well that was a wonderful explanation of buoyancy I know. (laughs) Who the fuck's feet are these? And why are there 21 of them? So, yeah, that's my next bullet point. I'm dying to know. They they figured out that many of these bodies aren't homicide victims. Hang on, that was a pun. What? I'm dying dying to to know. know. Yeah. Incredible. We figured that a lot of them aren't homicide victims. Um, Only nine... This is a confusing statement. Nine feet are tied to seven people who could be murder victims. They were murdered on the ocean? Yeah. Murdered in, like, the Pacific Northwest and dumped into the ocean. Okay. But it's nine feet from seven people. So we found both the feet of a few people. But a lot of them, like, we've done DNA testing, and it's, like, a lot of people who probably just fell off a cliff when hiking. Or a few people, like, they know that, like, those people, like, jumped off bridges and stuff. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are, like, suicide victims. Yet, like, the nine feet that are tied to seven people that could be murder are all missing people, like, people who are missing people. Missing persons, I guess is the word. Um, One of those missing persons, their foot was found in 2011. They've been missing since 1985. And their feet came ashore. Yeah, and came ashore in 2011. One of the things I found the most interesting about this whole situation is this is very area specific to why this is happening here. And it's because this area of ocean kind of works in a little vortex situation and it pushes the water toward the land as opposed to a lot of parts of like the beach, I guess, push a lot of the things that get stuck there out into the ocean. But this one's the opposite. So that's why a lot of things are coming toward the land 
one of the other things this article or slash the Wikipedia page wanted to note. The Wikipedia was, page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, was that this is specific to the Pacific Northwest because we have a lot of hikers and many people wear tennis shoes and that's what makes the feet float and come to the shore. Does this happen so, anywhere else? Nope. This is, well, I'm sure it has happened elsewhere, but it's like, it's 21 feet in 12 years just in this little area where are the feet now that's a good question probably in like coroner's offices oh is my guess maybe return to the family yeah i think it would be nice if the family could get their foot back i'd want it i don't i don't know if i'd want your foot (laughs) well you're not my family i think your mom would probably want your foot if you like fell off a cliff and they found your foot she'd probably like give me that that's fair. Too bad yeah. I don't wear tennis shoes. What do you wear? Converse. You know those sink. <laughs> do they? I feel like they might float with a foot inside. The foot isn't what floats. Oh, it's just the tennis shoe? So bones no, don't float. Shoes. I guess that makes bones sense because those people in the Titanic are still chilling out down there. Yeah, but... Yeah, I want to be immortalized with my foot floating in the ocean. That kind of sounds like a cool way to go out. Isn't that cool? Like, being missing since 1985, and then your foot comes ashore. It's iconic. You go missing before Wi-Fi gets invented, and and then you get- find your foot and plaster it all over the internet, like Daily Mail gets a hold of it. I bet they did. Oh, for sure. Daily Mail would be all over 21 people's feet being found in the ocean. Did you say- wait, so that's- that's the Pacific. That's the Pacific. Okay, I'm just making sure that Craig is okay. We didn't find his foot. Yeah. I mean, did he specify if he lost any feet to any pajama sharks? I don't think he lost any feet, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's doing right now. They're very private people, so... Private people with a Netflix documentary? Well, it said that they were private outside of their documentary work and journalism. (laughs) Outside of their public personas? Yeah, well, his excuse as to why his wife wasn't in it was that their relationship is private, but his son was in the entire thing. Hmm. Not the entire thing, but his son was definitely featured. He'd be his in wife. the IMDb page. Yeah, his wife was not, though. She Damn. didn't cut. So for Maybe sure his wife's foot was found there. Name? Maybe he threw his wife into the ocean. Her foot <laughs> came up on the Pacific. She got caught a, in the vortex. A leisurely, a leisurely vacation to the Pacific Northwest and... Yeah, they took a vacay and he pushed his wife off a cliff and <laughs> her yeah. foot's been found. He's just been running her Twitter account as like a puppet. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> That's she, why she wasn't in the dock. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Do these qualify as feet pics? Mm. Do you think anyone's into them? That's really upsetting. I'm sorry. They're Googleable. So if anyone is into them, what I search feet found on shore (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know if anyone's jacking off to feet found on shore but i could never say never the caption to the foot thing is 14th human foot washes ashore in canada so like it's not like a fun caption to jack off to (laughs) i think there might be an intersection unfortunately a necrophilic foot fetish type I don't like this. I was learning about pirates the other day. 
in relation to the Suez Canal thing? Well, I don't remember if that was what prompted me, but did you know that they didn't actually walk the plank? It's just like a myth. What did they, like, what happened if someone was in trouble then? I think they just pushed them off. I feel like that's a fair, like, that's like a piratey punishment. I think they skipped the dramatics. I'm just wondering if there's any pirate feet washing up. Would they still be around? I don't Mm. think so. I think they're, like, where Craig is, almost. Because that was one of the issues with the Suez Canal, is if they went around to Africa, there's pirates over there. Which is, like, like, yeah, there's 2021 pilots. Pilots? Pirates? Pilots. 21 pilots. (laughs) 21 pirates. Oh, my God. There's 21 feet, 21 pilots. Craig does live on the cape so yeah maybe he saw the ships passing i wonder if i interrupted his diving he still dives he still dives yeah he goes even, with his kid even without the little octopus lady yeah he goes with his son now and they dive okay. together At the end of the movie they found a baby octopus and they were like oh my god what if it's is that his son's teacher that's kind of how they tried to frame it i don't know if his son felt that way but how old was his son? 10 to 15, maybe. Those, those are two different ages. Those are. <laughs> he looked like a tween. Okay, interesting. I feel like I would not want to dive with my dad as a tween. No, it definitely no, felt that. like an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. But the maybe it wasn't. I mean, maybe his son liked it. Maybe I'm just a pessimist. But yeah, pirates didn't, didn't have the plank. They just fucking killed them. In more brutal ways. With their swords. No, they just, I think, just pushed them off. Yeah, the modern pirates have really kind of, like, lame-looking boats. Do they really? I don't know much about modern pirates. I just know they exist, and it's shocking. Yeah, I looked them up. It was mostly, like, it was mostly just people in, like, little speedboats. It wasn't big boats. Yeah, I don't know how they do what they do. I'm assuming they have, like, guns. I I imagine them without... Without modern technology, the fact no, that they have... have motors or shock it is a shocking fact. No, they're just in like speedboats. I don't know exactly what they do. Maybe we should join them. Should we become yeah, pirates? That's the next show and tell. We both join a pirate ship. Hopefully, we don't get killed. I feel like I think we'd we would be get killed. We would be the first victim. Yeah. On the speedboat, they just push us out. They'd be like, these people are fucking useless. Like, get these like random suburbanites out of this boat <laughs> suburban kids yeah what are they doing here i mean that's i think i'd accept that from a pirate if there's the a way pi- to pirate, it's by pirate the only piracy i know is downloading youtube mp3s on oh. my ipod touch to listen to like arcade fire your dad not not to incriminate your dad <laughs> Was we don't need to bring my father into the. <laughs> some Although, some he was a modern day pirate with his CDs. Yeah, I have. I still got like all the kid, kids' bops, and my I father... still have a CD called Connor's Favorite Beach Boys that I play in my car frequently. Yeah, my father really would just download things for people and give them out at my birthday parties, and it would go with a theme. I mean, we had my beach themed birthday party at that beach restaurant and he passed up the beach beach boys <laughs> playlist on the cd the beach themed restaurant in kansas kansas yeah. suburbia. 
Yeah, it was kind of incredible. What was it called? Beach Bums? I have no idea. I kind of blocked out during that birthday party. I remember being in, like, the waiting area. I don't remember eating, but I remember receiving the CD. Well, you remember more than I do. I remember nothing. I remember absolutely (laughs) nothing. I remember sitting next to you. That's, like, my only image. Yeah, I remember (laughs) the, like, mood being bad when we were waiting for a table. Well, some people didn't show up. Yeah. I was upset about it and it really just ruined the entire day well i think we've dug up enough painful memories and slandered craig enough enough trauma for today for this week we've inflicted trauma on craig i feel i feel like we shouldn't even post this we've drug his name through the mud (laughs) he did that to himself by adding intimate music we really did he added intimate music on top of him touching an octopus and in turn i accused him of murdering his wife in the <laughs> pacific ocean as you should well if you want to keep up with me you can follow me on tiktok at dino same username on instagram and my new twitter at puppy lover 2008 spelled puppy l-u-v-r 2008 which in fact is my favorite year of my entire life and if you want to keep up with me, I'm on Instagram at caroline.koe and Twitter at caroline underscore koe, but I don't really post there. <laughs> um, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or I guess Spotify might have reviews. I'm not really sure. Spotify does not have reviews, but if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and hop over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it and it would motivate us to make more apps. We're going to do it anyways, regardless if you like it or not. But anyways, we'll be posting every week on Tuesdays. I have no idea when this first app's going to come out because the distribution is strange and can take any amount of days. So in the words of Kesha, see you next Tuesday. See you Tuesday. next Tuesday.